0: You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we are reviewing semi-final number two of the ICC Cricket World Cup for 2023 between South Africa and Australia. Australia through to their eighth Cricket World Cup Final and they will be playing India in the final. Uh, A dominant performance with the ball, a little bit up and down with the batting during the run chase, but Australia found a way and got the job done to book a place in the World Cup Final against India. For South Africa, It was another Cricket World Cup semi-final loss. They didn't bat well, couldn't handle the Australian bowlers' relentless pressure. Uh, David Miller played well for his 100, but no one supported him, and South Africa struggled to 212. The South African bowlers did well to fight back and really test Australia in the run chase, but South Africa couldn't get the job done, and yet again, another semi-final heartbreak. For the Proteus. And this match overall was a a pretty interesting game of cricket. Ups and downs, as you would expect in a semi-final. So there's plenty to discuss and talk about in today's episode of the podcast. Let's have a look at the match summary. From the second semi-final of the ICC Cricket World Cup for 2023. Between South Africa and Australia from Eden Gardens. South Africa batted first and made 212 all-out from 49.4 overs, David Miller top scored with 101, Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins took three wickets each for Australia. Australia needed 213 to win, they chased down the runs, finishing on 7 for 215 from 47.2 overs. Travis Head top scored with 62, Tabriz Shamsi and Gerald Coetzee took two wickets each for South Africa. Australia won by three wickets, and Travis Head was named player of the match. What were the key moments and key factors from the second semi-final of the ICC Cricket World Cup 2023 between South Africa and Australia? Australia's bowling in the first power play. Overs 1 to 10 were key because South Africa were 2 for 18 after the first 10 overs, which built pressure on South Africa and led... To South Africa being bowled out for 212. David Miller's 100 and the partnerships of 95 for the fifth wicket between Miller and Clarson, and 53 for the seventh wicket between Miller and Coetzee were key for South Africa to get to 212. David Warner and Travis Head's opening partnership of 60 got Australia off to a good start in the run chase. The partnerships of 37 for the sixth wicket between Smith and Inglis, 19 for the seventh wicket between Stark and Inglis, and 22 unbeaten for the eighth wicket between Stark and Cummins were key partnerships for Australia towards the end of the run chase to help them recover from six for 174 to seven for 215 to chase down the target of 213. Those were the key moments and key factors from the second semi final of the ICC Creek World Cup for 2023 between South Africa and Australia from Eden Gardens. Let's talk about how both South Africa and Australia performed in the second semi-final of the ICC Cricket World Cup for 2023 at Eden Gardens. First of all, let's talk about South Africa and their performance with bat and ball in this second semi-final against Australia. And let's talk about their batters, first of all, South Africa, and their performance in this semi-final against Australia. Dukok 3, Bavuma a duck van der Dusen, 6, Markram 10, Klaassen 47 and Miller 101 and that's how the South African batters went about their business in the second semi-final against Australia. Um, it was a poor batting performance from South Africa all out for 212 in 49.4 overs. It wasn't enough in the end Australia were able to get the job done despite not being convincing in the run chase Australia they struggled a bit. But they were able to get the runs and, and win this fi- um, semi-final. South Africa, 212, was not enough in the end. Um, they couldn't handle Australia's relentless pressure in the, in the start of the innings. The, the first 10 overs, South Africa were 2 for 18 in the first power play. Um, South, Afri- South Africa really struggled. The batters found the fielders. They couldn't hit the ball off the square. They couldn't find boundaries just the Australian bowlers Stark and Hayeswood the initial burst and spell and then it was backed up by the other bowlers uh, South Africa were under immense pressure at the start of this innings also with the fielding as well from Australia just keeping South Africa tied down um, so from two for 18 in 10 overs in the power play South Africa they then find themselves at four for 24 in 11.5 overs they're in a bit of trouble you think the game is probably done in there and uh, done and dusted right there. Um, and they struggled from then on in to, to really get going in the batting. Um, and they struggled 212. Um, you know, David Miller's hundred was was good. He was the one that kept South Africa together in the batting um, innings. Um, he was the one that kept them together, glued together. Um, 101 off 116, very class player, David Miller. Um, he really put the pressure back on the Australian bowlers where his other batters weren't able to do that um, in the difficult conditions where the ball was swinging around a little bit. There was a bit of extra bounce, overhead conditions during the day uh, because there was some rain around. Um, he was able to get get through that and, and really put pressure back on the Australian bowlers whereas the other batters couldn't do that Um, so he played really well David Miller uh, held the innings together without David Miller's innings probably South Africa wouldn't have got over 200 in the end they probably would have got bowled out for under 200 but David Miller did his best but uh, no one else could support him Um, obviously the David Miller Heinrich Klaassen partnership of 95 for the 5th wicket rebuilt the innings for South Africa but um that partnership needed to go on for South Africa if they were able to post a decent, decent score um, of something like 240, maybe 250 or something. It was a bit of a stretch from where they were. But that partnership was looking good. Uh, Klarsen, you know, 47 or 48, he was starting to get his uh, groove and rhythm uh, combined well f- with the partnership with Markram. But it was the loss of two wickets in the Travis head over where Travis Head came on, bowled Heinrich Klaassen, and then he got rid of Marco Janssen out, LBW, uh, playing back to a delivery from Head that didn't really turn much, just went straight on with the arm and got him trapped in front, plumb LBW, in consecutive deliveries. That's where the momentum shifted and South Africa's short rebuild was ended, and Travis Head uh, broke it open again and really asserted Australia's dominance. And South Africa, from that position, they couldn't really uh, recover. Obviously, the Thailanders came in. They couldn't really do much. They didn't really contribute much. David Miller tried his best, and then South Africa fell away. Um, difficult conditions, as I mentioned before. Ball was you know, swinging. There was a bit of assistance there for the Australian quicks with the overhead conditions because of the rain that was round. Um, really difficult for South Africa. And I think, also, the other thing that South Africa showed in their batting, they were a little bit timid. We usually see South Africa during this World Cup in the group stage. They were positive, looking to score, being aggressive uh, when they've been batting first in this tournament. But obviously that's in the group stage. This is the semi-final, different sort of pressure. And they sort of crumbled. And Australia were just on with the ball and with the fielding as well. And South Africa were a bit timid. But also it was a bit difficult to try and force the issue as well. And they just couldn't, couldn't really express themselves. They couldn't really play the way that they've been playing with the bat in this World Cup. They just couldn't handle the pressure from Australia. The semi-final pressure as well. And given what's happened with South Africa over the years. Um, so nothing much to say about the South African batting really. It was a bit up and down. They'll be disappointed in the way they batted. Obviously, 212 was something to bowl to. But in the end, and in reality, it wasn't going to be enough. They knew that deep down inside, that they were short by quite a long way. They needed a score of around about maybe 230, uh, 230, 240 or something just to be competitive. But uh, the batters fell short. They couldn't handle the pressure. And Australia were just too good uh, with the ball. So South Africa's batting... Overall, it was a, a disappointing batting performance by South Africa. Now, let's talk about South Africa's bowlers and their performance in this second semi-final against Australia. Um, a wicket for Markram, Maharaj, and Rabada. Two wickets for Kotsiya and Shamsi, and no wickets for Janssen. That's how the South African bowlers went about their business in this second semi-final against Australia. Um, I thought South Africa fought hard with the ball. It was always going to be tough work for the bowlers. Defending 212 was always going to be difficult. But South Africa gave it a good go. And um, they got some wickets. And they, they made Australia a little bit nervous in, in the run chase. They, Australia lost wickets. Um, and they felt a little bit nervy. But, you know, Australia did not did enough to, to win and get over the line, which is the main thing. But I thought South Africa's bowlers did well. Uh, Rabada, Janssen, Kurtzia went for runs. They picked up some wickets. Obviously, Rabada picked up a, a wicket, um, you know, two wickets for Kurtzia. Janssen was wicketless, and he went for some runs. Um, and mainly on this pitch here in Eden Gardens, it was taking turn and spin. So really, the South African spinners, are Maharaj and um, Shamsi, and even Aidan Markram were going to be effective on this pitch compared to the quicks. They were going to go for some runs. And, uh, you know, South Africa were put under some pressure early in the run chase. David Warner and Travis Head's partnership really broke the back of the run chase early. And that's how Australia got off to a good start. Um, but the South African spinners were, were effective on this pitch and kept South Africa in the game. You know, Maharaj got a wicket with his first ball that he bowled. Um, Aidan Markram got a wicket with his first ball. He got rid of um, David Warner. Maharaj got rid of uh, Travis Head first ball. Um, so the spinners got a lot of purchase off the pitch. It, it started to turn and grip, and they kept them in the hunt. But Australia were just calm and collective. They got the job done and and obviously got over the line. So for South Africa, it was a pretty good bowling effort really i I thought it was a good a good go and they gave it their all but unfortunately it wasn't to be um also drop drop catches for south africa i think they dropped five catches uh drop chances half chances in the field also drs review not going their way um on a few occasions uh really hurt south africa Um, Obviously, when you're defending a score of 212, you need to take the half chances. You can't afford to drop any. And, and South Africa didn't do themselves any favours in the field either. Um, in saying that, overall, it was a gallant bowling performance by South Africa. Uh, they did well to keep in the game, but unfortunately, it wasn't enough to win them the semi-final and book a place in the final. Let's talk about Australia and their performance in this second semi-final against South Africa. We'll talk about Australia's batters and their performance in this second semi-final against South Africa. Head, 62. Warner, 29. Marsh, a duck. Smith, 30. Labuschagne 18. Maxwell, 1. And Inglis, 28. That's how the Australian batters performed in this second semi-final against South Africa. Um, Australia, not their best performance with the bat. Uh, It was a little bit unconvincing at times. It was a very nervy run chase, losing wickets, chasing 212 on a pitch that turned a little bit. The South African spinners were effective. But they got the job done to chase down 212. um, And they got the job done in the end to win by three wickets. Um, They found a way, which was the main thing. Um, As I mentioned, difficult surface. It took spin. It gripped a bit. And Australia were able to find a way against the spinners um, just to get through it and just find a way and knuckle down. Uh, Travis Head, um, his innings of 62 really helped Australia in the run chase. His partnership for the first wicket with David Warner of 60 got Australia off to a good start, broke the back of the run chase early. Whenever you're chasing a low target like 212, it's always important to have a good opening partnership to break the back of the run chase. That's what Travis Head and David Warner did. They played some good shots. They really put the South African bowlers under pressure from word go, which um, really put South Africa on the back foot. Uh, The problem for Australia was that they lost wickets in clumps. They made it hard for themselves in the chase. Uh, The spinners of Maharaj and Shamsi and even Aidan Markram got purchased off the surface. Um, Obviously, that came down to poor shot selection, decision-making... Uh, which which um, didn't help Australia at times in the batting. Um, and I think for Australia, they need to be a bit more positive against the spinners. Uh, we saw them not really being positive against the spin, a little bit timid. Um, so I think for Australia going forward into the uh, the final against India, who have good spinners in Jadeja and Khuribyatta, I think it's important just to remember to to be positive against the spin, use your feet... Put them off their line and length um, and just be positive against them. Put them under some sort of pressure. Now, if Australia did that in this run chase against South Africa, then they could have finished the game a lot easier and it would have been done a lot earlier. But just something for Australia to keep in mind going forward. But the main thing from Australia is they didn't panic. They weren't worried. They didn't panic. Yes, wickets were falling. Of course, you're going to panic naturally and be a bit concerned. But they didn't panic, they were calm, um, and they got the job done. um, Australia were 5 for 137 in 23.4 overs, um, and that's when Glenn Maxwell got out. And Australia were, well, they were on track to get the runs. Yes, half the side was out. They were in a little bit of a predicament, a little bit in trouble. But the partnerships of 37 for the 6th wicket, Smith and Inglis, 19 for the 7th wicket between Stark and Inglis, and 22 unbeaten for the 8th wicket between Stark and Cummins. Those innings, uh, sorry, those partnerships and innings from those batters uh, really helped Australia get over the line in the end. Um, Josh Inglis, let's talk about him. I thought his innings was, was very good. He made 28 of 49. He came in at a crucial time, and the partnerships he had with Smith and Stark of 37 and 19, as I mentioned before, uh, were very key partnerships. He kept calm, Josh Inglis. He he played well under pressure. He needed to bat well just to get Australia going back in the run chase, get the momentum back, and he did that well. He played some good shots, hit some hit some boundaries, and um, I thought his innings was very key for Australia in terms of, of them chasing down the runs. Um, also, Pat Cummins again hits the winning runs. How often we've seen Pat um, at the end hitting the winning runs... Um, he hit the winning runs for four. He was calm. He wasn't worried and helped Australia qualify for the final against India. So Australia's batting, it wasn't the most convincing performance. There's still a lot of work to do, um, obviously. But overall, it was a up-and-down batting display. But they found a way to get the job done, and that was the main thing. And I think this sort of challenge that South Africa posed to them with the batting in these difficult conditions where the ball was gripping and spinning, I think that will put them in good stead going into the final against India uh, for the batting group. So there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, They know that. They'll be able to fix those going into the final um, against India. So that's the batting for Australia. Let's talk about the Australian bowlers and their performance in this match against South Africa in the second semi-final. Uh, no wickets for Maxwell and Zampa. Uh, two wickets for Hazelwood. Three wickets for Stark and Cummins. And two wickets for Travis Head. And that's how the Australian bowlers performed in this second semi final against South Africa. Um, Australia's bowling in this game against South Africa was pretty good. It's probably one of their best bowling performances of this World Cup. Um, you know. To bowl South Africa out for 212 was a was a brilliant effort. It reflected the good bowling that they did in this match. Um, it all started with Stark and Hazelwood. The opening spell was outstanding. They used the conditions well. It was overcast. The ball was doing a bit off the surface. The surface was a bit sticky with the moisture. Um, because there was some rain around. Stark and Hazelwood was superb in their opening spell. South Africa were 2 for 18 in the first 10 overs. Then there were 4 for 24 in 11.5 overs. That really put South Africa on the back foot. Um, And that really got Australia the ascendancy in this match. And that opening spell was key. And it was pretty good from Australia to take wickets in the power play and really put an opposition under pressure, which they've struggled to do in this World Cup, but they were able to do it in this semi-final against South Africa. Um... Travis Head's over. Um, you know, the, the partnership between Miller and Klaassen was developing. It was well over 90. South Africa were rebuilding. Obviously, two dangerous players, as we know. Um, but Travis Head, it was a good move from Pat Cummins to bring him into the attack. There was a bit of turn for him. Um, he got two wickets in the end. He got rid of Klassen, um, And then he got rid of Jansen in consecutive deliveries. Uh, and broke that key partnership that Klarsen had with Miller, got rid of Jansen, the ball after. That really changed the momentum for Australia um, with the ball again and really uh, asserted the dominance that Australia built up in the initial start of the innings. And uh, Travis Head, golden arm, picked up a couple of wickets, and there you go. Um, so he bowled pretty well. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Josh Hazelwood bowled very very well, you know, Two for twelve in eight overs is outstanding. Um, you know, perfect Test match line and length from him. Pat Cummins did did his job with the ball, picking up three wickets. Um, Glenn Maxwell was tidy in his overs. He didn't pick up a wicket, but he was economical. Adam Zampa had a bit of an off day, uh, but you have that as a bowler. But apart from that, the Australian bowlers were were pretty good. Um, Ursa the fielding was outstanding by Australia as well. The fielding was top-notch. It was exceptional. Uh, That really made the difference. It really set the tone for Australia in this final. The bowling was good, but if you have good bowling, you've got to back it up in the field, and that's what Australia did. They were on in the field. Labashane, Warner, for example, were saving runs and diving, and the other Australian fielders were good as well. Um, So that really set the tone for Australia. You could argue that Australia probably let South Africa a little bit off the leash a little bit, you could have said they maybe leaked a few too many runs to South Africa. 212's obviously a low score, but uh, given how the surface played, maybe it was a little bit too much, but we can be nitpicky there. It doesn't really matter. Australia were able to uh, get the job done in the end, chase down the runs, as we discussed earlier. Um, so to finish off about Australia's bowling, probably one of their best bowling displays of this World Cup. And... Um, Everyone did their role, everyone contributed, and that's why Australia were able to bowl the way they did to South Africa and go on and win this semi-final, because that really put South Africa under under pressure on the back foot, and Australia pretty much asserted their dominance from then on in. My final thoughts from this second semi-final between South Africa and Australia are... Um, Australia just too good in the end, dominated with the ball, not convincing with the bat, but they found a way to get the job done, they just know how to win from difficult situations, and Australia too strong in the end for South Africa. For South Africa, another Cricket World Cup semi-final defeat, but they gave it a good fight, they didn't choke, but others will mention that word, choking, given South Africa's history in World Cups and semi-finals. But I think South Africa should be proud of their efforts in this Cricket World Cup. They've played some outstanding cricket, uh, some brilliant performances with bat and ball. They played really well as a team and as a unit. Um, And they should be proud of their efforts in this semi-final. They fought until the end. Yes, Australia came out on top and South Africa just not quite getting the job done. But as I said, they should be proud of their efforts in this World Cup. Australia just too good through to yet another Cricket World Cup final against India um, for South Africa. They fell short in the end, but one day they could potentially win the World Cup. Um, and hopefully they do, because um, obviously people will keep talking about the choking tag and, and say that South Africa aren't good enough. They are capable. They have some good players. That they, They've got some good players and a talented team. Hopefully one day they could win the World Cup. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Stay tuned for more ICC Cricket World Cup 2023 episodes and live streams on the Dibbly Dobbly podcast. If you're watching or listening to this episode of the podcast on our YouTube channel, let us know your thoughts on this second semi-final between South Africa and Australia in the comments. We would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.